0: If you really want to understand Jesus Christ and the setting in which he taught and lived, you need to approach the Gospels with a view to understanding how they were written, where they come from, and what they are. Otherwise, you'll be confused. We have three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and a fourth Gospel by St. John, which is like a commentary on the others. And the Synoptics are called Synopsis gospels because they, in fact, capture the same synopsis of Jesus' life. And in this lies the teaching and the heart of who Jesus Christ was. Luke, the physician, we think, who wrote Acts, a Gentile probably, writing sympathetically about women, the place of compassion and healing. Luke, continuing to tell that story as he goes into the book of Acts. Mark, we think a fisherman, a rough gospel, drawn from the lakeside of Galilee, capturing something of the humanity of Jesus as he spent time with those friends by the lake of Galilee. Matthew, the Jewish gospel, really written by a Jew. And if you look at it, you can see how he captures not only the genealogy of Jesus at the beginning, but he looks at how Jesus fits into the Jewish pattern. And it's in the Matthew Gospel that Jesus reserves most of his criticism for Pharisees and scribes. That's where those Gospel writers are coming from. So it's rather interesting in today's Gospel from the ninth chapter of St. Matthew to see what Matthew is dealing with in the terms of the compassion and healing of Jesus Christ. These two miracles In some short verses, two miracles in one reading capture that concern that Jesus had for people's brokenness. And in a way, today Jesus embraces those people's brokenness physically, mentally, and spiritually. He enters in to their experience and they become part of him. It's a true sharing, an exchange at all levels of body, mind, and spirit. Jesus breaks the rules. He he allows a woman with an issue of blood to touch him. And he holds a dead young girl's hand. He completely breaks the taboos. So he would be misunderstood and confused by Jews surrounding him and Gentiles wouldn't be quite sure what his game was. He enters into uncleanness and brokenness. Two counts in the Jewish gospel of ritual impurity, specifically chosen in this gospel because Jesus clearly is saying to the Jews, God loves you, whoever you are, and in whichever way he can. He loves you. Also note that these two events take place with women at the focus of them. Women who for Judaism at this time were second-class citizens. If you're going to be impure and you were a woman, it was a double whammy. And Jesus crosses that boundary. Now that doesn't seem strange to us, but in the context, the social context of these gospels, it's a phenomena. Jesus takes a hand of a dead girl and allows and notes a woman to touch him with an issue of blood, taboo, forbidden. Jesus in the Gospels is concerned with the outcasts, the socially marginalized, the lowest in the structure of Jewish society. Those are who Jesus gives time to, those he focuses on, those who have real need and have been abandoned, partly through fear of Jews who feel they'll be unclean if they are involved and also because their law prevents them from doing so. So you can imagine what the Pharisees and the scribes would think of this young Jewish rabbi from the north. They would be suspect and they would be suspect of what he was doing and why he was doing it. In this same gospel, Matthew, you get the great statements of Jesus in Matthew 5 and 6 of the social charter of the church. Blessed are the poor in spirit, etc. Jesus rules nature and the disciples in those chapters. And in our chapter, and the chapter before, no fewer than nine miracles take place one after the other as people come up to Jesus with their needs and his compassion stretches out to them. And he embraces their brokenness. And that's the crucial thing. Where does his authority come from? It's an authority of love. Now there's a confusion of terms. It's an authority of love. Jesus breaks through the taboos. People feel that he cares about them. He communicates with them because they know that he loves them. What does he demonstrate? He demonstrates the love of God for each one of us. So our responsibility in listening to these words of Christ in Matthew 9 is how do we embrace our own brokenness and the brokenness of others? First of all, can you forgive yourself for whatever it is gets up your nose? Can you think about the positive rather than the negative side of you? Or are we wailing around in sin, which the church is so good at telling people to do? Jesus is positive. He knows that there is a strength within these two people who've come to him that he can bring out and change. And he reaches to them. And there's an exchange of power and energy between the young girl and the woman with an issue of blood. And as a result of being in the presence of Jesus Christ, they're healed and changed. We all need healing, the healing that comes through disappointment, death, confrontation, depression. We need to be able to stretch out to Christ and feel his energy and therefore the energy of God Becoming part of us. So that's the challenge today. Are your hearts and minds open enough with all the problems that you think you've got to enable the power and energy of God to enter into the center of you and heal you? It's up to you whether that happens or not. They laughed at him. He sent the crowd away. He took my girl by the hand and she got up. May we get up too.